0: Hello, State of America fans. This is one half of your hosting team, Ian Rice, here to let you know that all of our episodes will now be available on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash state of So check us out there if you haven't already and keep enjoying the show.
1: Welcome to the world's premier black crows podcast. State of America, hosted by two of the band's most dedicated fans, David Hudson and Ian Rice. And now,
2: let's get the show on the road. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the State of America podcast. My name is David, and I'm here with my host Ian, Mr. Rice. How are you? Very well, sir. How are you, Ian? Normally, when we do these uh, podcasts, we're really excited to do them and really happy to do them, and um, it's something that we always that you and I look forward to. We'll text each other all during the week, you know, with ideas and just really get excited about uh, recording and talking about the Black Crows and the Black Crows universe. But the Black Crows universe got a little darker um, last week with the, uh, man, no other way to say it. Uh, the suicide of Neil Casal and, um, um, just kind of really a a gut punch waking up and, and finding out that news.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's a crushing blow to, to music and, you know, um, from, you know, everything I, I read following you know his his passing uh, you know he was he sounds like he was such a genuine and uh, unique soul and it's really a shame that uh you know somebody with that much enthusiasm for music and seemingly enthusiasm for life you know found himself in 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 a in a place uh you know such as that and uh it's sad it's it's definitely very sad
2: it really is and it's even more sad when you think about obviously when somebody does that, you know, they're in a bad mental state and, uh, what, you know, if he could just somehow have seen what everybody thought of him, you know, could that maybe have stopped it because the outpouring of support has just, it's been all over the board. I've heard, man, I've heard, I've seen tributes to him from people that, uh, you know, you wouldn't even, um, that you wouldn't even expect that, you know, that have crossed paths with him. Which you know, like I said, it's just it's a shame that, um, you know, he couldn't see how how loved he. But you know, mental illness is an illness, and so uh, that may or may not have made a difference. Um, But I mean, nonetheless, it's what's happened has happened. But yeah, man, that was just, and and he's only fifty years old, and um, you know, just I don't know. It just really kind of it really kind of shook me um, because you know he's always he's always been on the periphery of of the crows universe ever since you know 2000 or so and uh you know he his name was linked to a lot of rumors that he was possibly the first choice uh i guess we'll find you know when they got back together i guess we'll find out for sure about that rumor once we get gorman's book but um you know he's just he's just always kind of been out there it seems like on, on the edge yeah i mean that's
0: um the first time I heard of Neil was, uh, you know, around 04, 05, you know, tail end of 04 and then into 05 when, you know, the the Black Crows reunion rumors were getting going and everything. And I, I had heard that he had been the uh, first choice. And, you know, I'm not quite sure why that didn't pan out. But, you know, obviously he had um, ties to the Crows before that. I never realized um, just from my own ignorance, I guess, that he was a member of uh, Beachwood Sparks.
2: Yeah, I don't. So I, that, I, I don't know exactly how long he was in there, but he, you know, he was, he was, he did play with them.
0: Yeah, they opened for um, for them on uh, uh, at least uh, s- certain dates on the. Uh, I think it was Listen Massive. You know, the that wasn't the tail end of the two thousand one tour.
2: Right. So that was the the first time I ever saw the Crows, and they opened, and he would have been at my very first ever crow show and i do remember seeing beachwood sparks but um yeah that that's where he his name i started hearing about it was a couple years later and he was in beachwood sparks and i was kind of going through my head like i don't i don't you know the beachwood sparks i don't know if he could take mark ford's place i remember thinking that like how would he how would he fit in but now that you know once i became a fan of his realized he can really play anything um and so i think he would have done honestly i think he would have done it just fine if he would have taken mark spot
0: yeah i mean you know other other guitarists have come in and 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 covered the material with their own stamp on it and i think he would have you know of course uh found his uh found his own voice within that music but uh you know really his um his time with the the Chris Robinson Brotherhood really was that was an excellent pairing with his style. What Chris was trying to achieve with that band seemed perfectly in line with uh you know uh, Neil's playing and approach and mindset, so you know we're lucky to have had all those records and live shows and things like that
2: yeah he he definitely brought his own sound to that, and I mean it was as much. That sound I think was was a three part sound. It was Chris's vocals, it was Neil's guitar playing, it was Adam's keyboard playing. I don't think there's any denying the contributions he had to that band and he you know he's one of these guitars that like if you just listen to his music the first time, nothing sticks out at least to me, at least my untrained ears. He's one of those guys that like you have once you start really listening and listening you know intently, you realize, oh, this guy's doing some amazing stuff and I like to think with with the brotherhood he just kind of painted these colors uh around the music and just really just added a sweet layer uh, of guitar playing on top of you know Chris is singing and and Adam's playing and I feel like he and Adam like their their tone and sound was at times just a perfect complement to one another.
0: Yeah, I mean Neil Neil's guitar playing I mean although he can play solos and straightforward stuff uh, one of the things that always stuck out stuck out to me uh with his his style is that a lot of it's very ethereal it's just kind of like like kind of like what you said like hovering around the music it's a it's a vibe sort of thing and it kind of sets the tone and the feeling of the music and it gives it this unique quality to it that's really it's hard to pinpoint but it's there and he really is that's a hard thing a lot of people think that like um that type of thing is just, you know, noodling or, you know, kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, rambling or something like that. But really, like if you listen to the the circles around the sun stuff that they did for the dead and that turned into its own project, that has a lot of that that kind of stuff in it. And it really, if that's done correctly, it's really great stuff. And then that, that's what circles around the sun was. I, I really thought that was a real achievement for him. That maybe wasn't as recognized as it should have been.
2: And from my understanding, that was a really about to take off. I think that was going to become more of a full time thing. Because I do want to mention real quick before we get back into that, because I don't want to forget. Like he was a prolific solo artist. He was in a rock band. I think they were called the Hazy Malays. That was just kind of yes. a straight up rock band. Um, he did the stuff with Beachwood Sparks. He you know he recorded with Willie Nelson. Uh, he was in The Hardworking Americans with uh, Dwayne Trucks, David Schools, and um, Todd Snyder for a while. And he was in Circles Around the Sun, which started, they were asked to, I guess, come up with intermission music for those Fair Thee Well, Grateful Dead shows. And yep. it got such a good response. They came through here a couple of months ago, as a matter of fact. and uh, And I think they were... In the studio recording a new album, and I think that was going to be kind of a full time gig because the Brotherhood thing was going on hiatus or whatever state they're 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 putting that band. But um, you're and he was with Ron Adams and the Cardinals, and that that is where I really just kind of fell in love with his playing. I'm a huge Ron Adams fan, especially those Cardinals years. Now he wasn't in the Cardinals for like Cold Roses or Jacksonville City Nights, but he came on board for easy tiger and cardinology and um he really added a lot to that but it was live which same thing with the brotherhood it's live where you just really realize how great he was because he would play these songs that ryan had recorded previously and just added so much to them and i think ryan just kind of let him do his own thing and it really made the cardinals honestly one of the best live bands i've ever seen
0: yeah, I mean I, I, I am a little naive to uh the Ryan Adams catalog, but whenever I hear, you know, people mention their top records by him or, or, or reference things by him, a lot of I've always heard cardinology. I've always heard, you know, things that Neil was involved in are often regarded as this his top material. So that's a real testament to to his contributions to that band.
2: Yeah, I was lucky enough to see their last ever show and um it was, it was probably like my second favorite concert of all time. And uh, Ryan had been diagnosed with this t- disorder that caused him to have seizures and vertigo and all kind of things like that. And he couldn't be around bright lights or flashing lights. So the stage was just incredibly dark. And they had these like blue roses in the background, which pretty much just provided the, the lighting on the stage. And I sat... I think we were four rows directly in front of Neil for the whole show. And I just kept being like, you know, I've heard these songs so many times that they're playing, but I've never heard them live and I've never heard them played like this. And I'm like, this is a completely different beast. Like it took songs that I already thought were great and were amazing. Songs like Goodnight Rose and Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere. And then like the little touches he added on stuff like uh, Oh My Sweet Carolina, um, just little little pieces of ear candy he placed there and it was just so tasty his playing and like you said he just kind of hovered around uh and i just really enjoyed that and just really hate that uh i hate that the cardinals broke up and uh, you know and ryan retired for a while but um his playing was so great and after hearing all of that i remember going it would have been really interesting to see what he would do with the crows
0: you kind of get a little taste of what he would have contributed to Crow's music because some of the CRB live uh, stuff, and even on, on on a couple of the records, uh, are songs that did appear in some facet with the Crow's, and so you can kind of get an idea, and, and his contributions are great. I mean, if you think about it, they did uh, uh, Appaloosa a lot. Be struck by the
3: arrow of On the gilded path to forgiveness, find my way home when the morning comes. To stay your friend when it's all said and done. Simple as lightning, starting wildfire. It's down from a trip off my high wire. Coming home to walk my own. Coming home to the one I adore. Apple Appaloosa Appaloosa, Appaloosa. Appaloosa. days away Took your tears back to the river Knowing all the while there'd be more later So it goes in a rainy day town Come on, won't you let me lay you down Sometimes the sun makes beggars believers Sometimes the shrine is built to deceivers. In between let oblivion ring Oh let me hear all you sad angels sing Appaloosa, Appaloosa. Oh, Take me home Where I can dream my days away Take me home Where I dream my days away
0: Kind of, um, you know, prefer the uh, the version they do with the CRB on that one. It's a little bit more subdued, a little a little bit more emotional, and uh, you know, it's largely in part to to Neil's playing. I really like that. Um, there was some you know some stuff from the uh, from Chris's earlier catalog, like uh, Reflections on a Broken Mirror and Leave My Guitar Alone, that really again saw a a fuller life with with Neil, you know, participating in them. So it's a testament to his playing, really.
2: Yeah, and he did great on like Sunday Sound when they play it live. Yeah, uh, they, you know they even recorded Little Lizzie May, right? And uh, Tornado. And correct me if I'm wrong. Was Jump the Turnstile? Was that around during the New Earth Mud Days at all? I don't. I don't remember it personally. And I was. I was pretty invested in New Earth okay. Mud.
0: But uh, it sounds like it could be. You know, <laughs> it's one of those type of tunes. So I could see. You know, that so, being a, so. A what top were track. What
2: were some of your of, his, of the original songs in the CRB. What were some that you thought he really stood out on?
0: One of the ones I had on there was Jump the Turnstiles. Um, another one I, I, I made a note of was uh, uh, Beggar's Moon. A beggar's moon
2: was a good one i I was always kind of partial to star stone off big moon ritual yeah that's Um, a great one too that's a great example of just him not trying to show off but just you know really putting his own spin on thing and just creating a vibe and a sound to it and uh uh, i mean tulsa yesterday i I love big moon ritual all the songs on there but it, it was some of those later albums like on the um on the one that just came out, Servants of the Sun, his playing was more, uh, it was more conventional and more direct, and he was able to handle that as well. Yeah. I mean, I like,
0: I believe it was the single off that album, but I, I really like, uh, uh, Dice Game on that one, the newest one, the Servants of the Sun. And then the, the, the record before that, uh, Barefoot in the Head, uh, there was a track on there. Now, I know you and I, uh, differ on this a little bit, but I kind of like when, uh, when, uh, Chris uh, gets a little more bluegrassy, and there's a song called High is Not the Top, which is on that Barefoot in the Head record, and I really
2: like that. Oh, no, um, don't get me wrong. I, that's one of my favorite CRB songs. <laughs> has not the top. It's such
0: a it's such a great tune and it really uh made me pay attention to that record a lot. So, you know.
2: Yeah, so he he really added a lot to um the CRB and into those New Earth Mud songs and like we said, everything that um that he touched uh it it was played with heart and soul and it's just a shame what happened to him and I know Chris played with his c- country band the Greenleaf Rustlers um this weekend and they dedicated several songs to him and they played uh mandolin win and um you know uh c rob's not one we've ever seen really get emotional you know and he started looks like he started crying during that during that video
0: yeah it was kind of you know at the end and, and then they went off stage right after that but really you know i think i think that at the end of the day chris is who he is and uh you know we we've all come to know him over the years but i think him and neil really had a uh a special musical bond. And I really think that's something that Chris appreciated and, and cherished. And, uh, you know, I, I it's gotta be heartbreaking to lose a, you know, a, a partner, a musical partner like that. Um, especially somebody that, that, I mean, they, you know, they invested a lot into the, the Chris Robinson brotherhood. So
2: they did And they, you know, he seemed to really be his musical soulmate, you know, and it, it had to be tough. And, you know there are a lot of rumors out there and 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 nobody knows what all really went down with the brotherhood so we're not going to sit here and and um and really get into that but it it, at the time it seemed like the split with McDougal wasn't exactly on the friendliest of terms and adam did play with the greenleaf rustlers this weekend so um you gotta wonder if 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 that maybe brought them back together if they were ever um if you know th- that you got to think that helped to patch that relationship up because I, I think um, maybe that's what happened. I mean, you saw the videos,
0: yeah. I mean, which is a good thing, you know, because it's a shame when people that because you know, Chris brought Adam into the Black Crows, and you know, obviously, they had he thought very highly of his playing and they had a, a musical relationship as well. And it, it was it was sad to me when when he kind of left the Chris Robinson Brotherhood, it was it was it was a surprise and. And, uh, I'm, you know, if, if anything had to come from this, you know, terrible situation, at least it might have brought two other friends back together, you know.
2: Yeah, and I hear there's rumors that they're going to release that um, Greenleaf Rustler show. Oh, is uh, that right? That'd yeah. Be right. So um, who knows? That may be what Chris does next. I, I, don't, I don't think I, I've read that he's going to do a solo album, but you, you seem to be a little more into the Greenleaf Rustlers stuff than than me
0: i like that kind of sound i don't know especially i think chris has a voice for it as much as his you know his his rock voice is fantastic he also has a nice uh country bluegrass kind of thing happening and i liked any original material he did in that vein and and he picks nice covers to do with that band and you know uh it would be interesting to see you know if they if they did something a little more larger scale with it you know
2: well it's got tony from the crb and then um Greg from the Mother Hips and the other gentleman in there, I'm I, sorry, my apologies to them. I don't know their names, but they play a lot just kind of around, I think around Northern California for the most part. So uh, they they do some pretty cool covers. So yeah, they did, they did that in his honor. They uh, did Neil Young's Coming Home um, for him. So yeah, it was sad. It is, you know, sad to see Chris like that. Obviously it shook him to his core, but like we said, um, very, very... Uh, unfortunate situation you have anything else to say about him before we wind this down yeah i just
0: you know it's funny i i started you know doing a lot of reading and looking into some of his stuff uh you know after i, I read the news uh, you know because i i didn't know all of the different facets that he was involved in so i i came across this thing he had a band uh, and you can buy their music on Bandcamp. They have two records and an EP. I, I highly suggest doing it. They're called the Skiffle Players, and it's just some great tunes. I mean, they had, uh, there's a song called uh, A Star for You, which is fantastic.
1: A star for you A star for you
0: It's a side of him you don't maybe see as much, but it's definitely worth seeking out. And I, I'm, I'm glad that I did because it really opened it opened me up to something that I, I've really been enjoying. So uh, you know, and that's that's I think that's the most important thing you can do in these kind of situations is, you know, it's very sad what happened, but if you can if you can enjoy that person's body of work and maybe pass it on to somebody else and get them interested and and let them live on through their body of work. Then you know that, that person is never really gone, you know?
2: Yeah, really sad. By all accounts, a super nice guy. Um, everybody that's talked about him just talked about how sweet he was and I think he was really, really good to the fans and really appreciative of people coming out to support his music. And I, I think it goes without saying if you're listening to this and you know, you're suffering from some of the same issues that he was, um, there's always help out there for you um there's always people that can help and so don't try to fight that alone because um that's not any fun and uh just really uh really feel sad for him his family and all his fans and so um ian i guess uh we'll just close that out with uh, a rest in peace neil and our song to play us out is off the easy tiger album the song is by ron adams and the cardinals It's called Good Night Rose, kind of a Grateful Dead vibe to it. It was the last song he ever played with Ryan Adams as a member of the Cardinals. I was lucky enough to be about 10 feet from him. So uh, rest in peace, Neil, and here's Good Night Rose.
1: I can tell. Tear- on. It's a State of America bonus track.
3: a diesel train